Want ideas to grow your ministry and engage your supporters? Coming to you from QT4CM.org. This is the Quick Tips for Christian Ministry podcast. And here's your host, David Allen. We're with leadership coach Cam Taylor for his seventh tip on thriving when faced with ministry setbacks. Cam is author of the book Detour, a roadmap for when life gets rerouted. So, say we're hit with a setback or roadblock that unexpectedly happens in our ministry lives. Cam, what is the role that people play on that journey? I believe the role of people during a time of recovery after a setback is so important. And I would say as important of pretty much every other aspect of the support that you need when you've had a setback, when you're on a detour, when you've had tremendous amount of adversity come into your life. I would add, however, that it has to be a certain type of connection, a certain type of person or relationship that will make that positive difference in your life. Not all connections are created equal. And some are more life-giving than others. So it's important for us to identify the people and the type of connections that we desperately need when we are met with a, with a setback. And we need, to re, we need to build the replenishing connections that will get us through to the other end of this detour that we're actually on. There's an English word that we use sometimes when talking about community and connections, and that's the word fellowship. Now, fellowship in the Bible comes from the word koinonia, which is a Greek word, which is translated fellowship, translated a sense, that sense of community. The kind of fellowship is critical for the depth of support that we receive when we're going through the recovery aspect of our setbacks and our, and our detours. And I would say there's two kinds of koinonia. There's koinonia light, L-I-T-E, and there's koinonia deep and powerful. And we use the English word fellowship in both cases. The light version sounds something like it's a friendly relationship among people or a group of people who have similar interests. So fellowship actually has that definition, but I call that fellowship light. Fellowship deep and powerful means something different. It means communion, joint participation, the share which one has in anything. Fellowship Light reminds me of growing up on the prairies in small church prairie town. They're small towns with these small farming communities where we had our potluck meals downstairs in this fellowship hall. We ate, we drank orange tang, talked about the weather, and ate casseroles. Now, the food was amazing. The tang was lousy, but the food was great. But that was about the level of our conversation was, how's the weather When's it going to rain? And tell me about your herd. It was sunny weather kind of fellowship, superficial, oftentimes. In the story of Jesus, we see fellowship light when Jesus met with the crowds and filled their bellies with bread and fish. They came to him basically for tang and casseroles. And yes, he satisfied that need, but he was very much about something so much better, so much deeper than that. And he cultivated with his followers this fellowship deep and powerful, which developed within them this character and this 
stamina and resiliency that helped them to be who they really were, especially in the later years after he had left and things got really difficult. In Acts chapter 2, after Jesus had been raised up into heaven and the Holy Spirit had come down upon the church, we read about this fellowship deep and, and powerful in Acts 2.42. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. They knew that they needed to stick together if they were going to make an impact and get that message out to the world. They were under pressure. They were under stress. They were experiencing setbacks and difficulties and challenges. But they knew the type of fellowship they needed was needed to be deep and powerful. The best way to explain fellowship that I've seen in modern literature, at least in the last few last hundred years of literature, is J.R.R. Tolkien's series, The Lord of the Rings. In this story, which was also made into a movie, the main character, Frodo, was given this responsibility to carry this powerful ring over treacherous terrain to Mordor and destroy it in the fires of Mordor. The success of Frodo's journey would rest in large part on the help of a group of friends who are called the Fellowship of the Ring. These traveling companions were not allowed to carry the ring directly, but they were called upon to support Frodo as he carried it. There's one scene near the end of this journey, end of this movie, that captures the essence of fellowship. It's the character Sam who saw Frodo collapse under the weight of this burden that had been placed upon his shoulders. Sam instantly picked Frodo up in his arms and he said, Frodo, I may not be able to carry the ring, but I can carry you. What I, notice, what I noticed on my journey of adversity and difficulty is no one could actually carry my burden. I had to carry the, the burden and the suffering and the recovery on my own in one sense. And that's true with any of us. We have individual, these setbacks that we ourselves need to get through in our own hearts and minds and bodies. But that does not stop people from coming along and picking us up and carrying us so that we can actually stay moving and going forward towards healing and growth. And there are two keys to make deep and powerful connections work. Simple keys, easy to understand, but more challenging to do. Number one is you have to let people in. When my road ended, I was surrounded by people who were there to help me. It wasn't hard at first because I was so badly beaten up. And it was something I just did almost out of desperation. I'm a mess. People were there to help me. But as I started to heal, I had to make a choice to let people in because the temptation was, was to withdraw and isolate myself because of the suffering and how much I was hurting. But I came to realize, you know what, you can't do that. You've got to continue to keep that door to your soul and to your mind and to your life open. Because that's how we get through what we're going through. Galatians 6.2, carry each other's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. That means letting others carry our burdens and help us in our time of difficulty. Here's how I describe the impact of my fellowship when I let people in. 
My fellowship showed up and sat with me without saying much at all. My fellowship picked up the phone and called to chat. My fellowship allowed me to give them advice, buy them lunch, offer a prayer. My fellowship cried with me and let me cry with them. My fellowship laughed with me by sharing a video or a funny story. Frodo let Sam carry him. He let the fellowship fight for him and stand with him. Jesus stands with us and wants to be our closest companion when going through difficulty and setbacks and coming back to that road that he wants us to be on. Well, that's the first key. The second key is you need to seek people out. So it's not just about letting people in. You also need to seek people out. I benefited greatly by the connections I nurtured and developed during my detour, during my setback and the, and the road back to some kind of normalcy. But there was more than just allowing people in. I needed to reach out to others. And I was so blessed whenever I reached out and made those connections and took that initiative to care and listen and serve. It got the focus off myself for one thing, but it also was such a blessing to others. When I felt isolation creeping in, I got on my scooter and went out into the neighborhood and had conversations with people and listened to stories and told my own and had this connection and meaningful fellowship, even out in the neighborhood. There's a couple other one another verses in the Bible, and that's a good idea for you just to go through the New Testament and look up all the one another's for encouragement for what does this look like practically. Ephesians 4.32, be kind and compassionate to one another. Hebrews 3.13, encourage one another daily, not weekly, not monthly, but daily. Pray for each other, James 5.16. So as you travel your journey, as you deal with a setback, disappointment, the losses of life, may you, found, may you find meaningful connections, adding fuel to the fire of your soul, helping you move forward, find healing, find hope, and find your way through what you're going through to a place of healing and wholeness and love. That was leadership coach and author Cam Taylor. In our next QT for CM episode, Cam will continue his 10 tip series on living with purpose and resiliency in our ministries. You can download Cam's action guide available to you in our show notes at qtforcm.org. Coming to you from QT4CM.org, this is the Quick Tips for Christian Ministry Podcast. There are also several ways you can connect with Cam, including how to find out about his new book, Detour, a roadmap for when life gets rerouted. The best way to access his free material or download a free excerpt from his book is on his website at camtaylor.net. He has an email course on resiliency, a journal that goes with the book, or the option of signing up for a free exploratory coaching session with Cam. You can also get these links in our show notes at qt4cm.org. Cam Taylor is a leadership coach, speaker, and author who helps people in the church and marketplace live with purpose and resiliency. This episode is a seventh in a series of QT for CM episodes he has entitled 10 Keys to Thriving When Faced with Ministry Setbacks. 
we would like to thank the sponsor of this podcast, the Great Commission Foundation. The Great Commission Foundation provides financial management, administrative services to ministries, and handles charity donation receiving and government compliance in both the United States and Canada. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Quick Tips for Christian Ministry podcast. Until next time, be encouraged. God is with us. Serve with joy. Joy.